Hello, and welcome back to Mental Health Spot. This is Oli speaking. If you are under the age of 18, please consult with your parent, guardian, or a trusted adult before continuing to tune in to my podcast episodes. Today, I have a very, 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 very special guest. She is my cousin. She is awesome. And I'm going to allow her to introduce herself using whatever name she wishes to use to describe (laughs) herself. (laughs) Unless she wants to be brave enough to use her real name, although that's not a requirement. Anyway, um, welcome, cousin. And please introduce yourself to my listeners. Just let them know a little bit about yourself, what you do for a living, what your name is, how old you are, all that fun stuff. Well, a lady never uh, reveals her age. Oh. (laughs) That's for sure. Um... I'm going to be brave enough and say, my name is Joanna. <gasps> She's using her real name. It's a shocker. I still remember my name. <laughs> so she's using her real name. Okay. What else? Tell us about yourself, Joanna. Um, so I am a mom to a wonderful three-year-old. Mm-hmm. She inspires me every day. And she is a ball of energy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, and like Olivia, I'm striving to be a mental health counselor in the future. So I'm so excited. You're going to be a great one. Yay. (laughs) So excited. What are you doing now? Right now I'm a PSR, which is just, we provide therapy for the elderly, you know, the 65 plus age group. And they have suffered so much because of COVID and isolation. So it has gotten me a glimpse of how they're dealing with this whole situation. And when you do PSR, that's actually psychosocial rehabilitation. What kind of topics do you focus on with them? Because it's group therapy, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, We discuss mindfulness a lot and daily routine rituals. Um, A lot of them have sleep disturbances, so we've been discussing sleep hygiene. And it's very important because, you know, at a certain age, we just, we need a routine. Yeah. And when that gets disrupted, like, we just get out of whack. And that's something that happens a lot with the elderly. That they have a specific thing they do every day. Right. Because, you know, having a routine is actually shown to combat feelings of depression. Yeah. And anxiety. And anxiety. Yeah. Um, so it's like a lot of life skills, a lot of awareness and education, things like that is what you do with them. And of course, providing support and mentorship. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of memory cognition exercises. Yeah. We, we do the, like match the shape, you know, or where was this hidden? A lot of YouTube videos, cause since it's telehealth, you know, there's not much that you can do like hands on, but we do a lot of exercises. I... Like, let's say, read them a paragraph and tell them to tell me as many words as they remembered from that paragraph. So it's fun. Thanks for sharing that, Joanna. I'm so excited to have you here. I've been trying to get her on here for so long. So it's finally (laughs) happening. And we're going to talk about something that we're both ultra passionate about. Yes. Body image. But not just body image. Body image issues within our culture. Okay. We're both Cuban. Yeah. Um, she was born in Cuba, right? You were born in Cuba and you came very young. Yep. I was born here in Miami, but raised by Cuban parents. And so we have a lot of experience in our culture as it relates to body image issues and the way that people respond to weight in general in Cuban culture. I'm not going to speak 
for anyone else in the Latinx community. Um, Just speaking out of terms of what we've lived. What we've lived, what we've experienced as Cuban women. I'm not saying this experience has been the same for everyone out there, but this is our personal experience, experience, our personal take on it. So tell me, Joanna, how how has it been for you uh, growing up in a Cuban household? Um, Did anybody ever reference your weight? positively or negatively negatively of course okay and sometimes sometimes as like as a child i had a big booty or like how they used to say tremendo culo right okay yeah let's keep it real on the podcast yeah yeah. i mean (laughs) um and that like was meant as a compliment like oh she's gonna she's gonna have a body but like towards the way that my father replied to that it felt like it was negative like you know like a good body could turn me into being like a whore in Cuba because that's very common. Wow. You know? So define what these men think of as a whore. Uh, and I'm using bunny ears because okay, you guys can't see me. Okay, right well, when I say whore, I mean prostitute. Children okay. children in Cuba prostitute themselves as young as 14. Wow. You know? Okay. And in Cuba, a lot of the times when a girl gets her first period, they say, ya es una mujercita, she's already a woman, which is not it's not true. Like, you know, you're not a woman just because you got your period. Right. You know, and just like when you hit 15, it's like, okay, you graduated towards womanhood. And that's, you know, that transition from child to woman in your quinceañera. But body-wise, it's never been a positive one because you're either too skinny or too fat. Right. You know, and... And what are the comments that take place when... In your experience, when you're too skinny versus too fat. Okay, um, well, when you're too skinny is, you know, grab a plate, eat. You're too much, like, bones, not not enough skin. Or, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to find a man so skinny like that. Which, that's a major goal in Cuban culture yeah. is to find yourself a man. Mm-hmm. Get yourself married. You need to know how to cook. Your body needs to be right. You need to look like a porcelain doll. Yeah. And keep your man happy. Yeah. And I've been getting that taught since I was 13. It was like, for your husband, you're going to be the dirtiest whore. Oh. That's my mom's advice. I'm telling you, I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. You're going to be the naughtiest whore for your husband, but you're going to be the ladiest lady when you're up with him. So you're going to be a lady. Lady in the streets. But a freaking freak in the bed and you do whatever your husband wants if he wants to like do up down all around whatever if he wants to do the hokey pokey you do that hokey pokey (laughs) wow joanna so when whenever you would gain weight or your weight would fluctuate um and it resulted in you you know getting larger what would they say to you at that point to like hold your mouth like aguanta de la boca which basically means stop eating stop eating or like and the bad part about this is that our bodies when we were young we were not fat no man we had such good banging bodies yeah. i look at my pictures i'm like damn i hit that <laughs> and i thought i was fat back then can you believe that it's so crazy but but then again like we were always filled with these negative comments about our mm-hmm. bodies that made us unsure of how we looked and i'm pretty sure that's that's when all the uncertainty started of how we were like 
relationship wise absolutely absolutely agree with you joanna and thank you so much for that feedback because i think the points that joanna's bringing up basically when joanna uses the word whore just to let you know we're not slut shaming anybody no 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 no, on the podcast um we're saying that's what we were told by our family um i remember once um i put on an anklet and my dad was like what are you doing wearing that la puta in cuba used to wear that oh my god you know and basically the whores i don't like the word but i'm going to utilize it for the purposes of explaining what he said that's a very very uh, very just awful because um, men don't have to deal with that it's just us women Mm -hmm. but and then he was like oh the whores in cuba wear anklets and i'm like i just thought it was cute and you're reading into this but again it's all cultural but i i love the point you brought up about all the responsibility on the woman to keep her man. Exactly. You gotta do this. You gotta please him sexually. You gotta cook. You gotta clean. You gotta look on point all the time. There's so much pressure on the woman to to retain yes. her man, to get and keep her man. What what are men being told? Are they being told any of this? Oh, you gotta look good. You gotta please nope. her. You gotta do this. Are they? You gotta work hard. Bring home the bread in Cuba. And I'm saying, like, ma- machista-wise. Yeah. Like, you know. The sexist culture. The, exactly. Like, the men work, they drink, they fix. And in Cuba, they can also beat their wife if they speak back to them. Mm-mm-mm. Which in here, it doesn't fly. And that's why when they come over to the U.S., they're kind of like, um, what? What's this? Yeah. It, it, they're just at a whole nother playing field. Right. But um, men aren't really taught to do anything. I mean, from the moment they're small, their boys will be boys. Right. I think there is, I'm going to say, just to be, you know, devil's advocate, I think there is some pressure on men, but not as it relates to appearance, Mm -hmm. body, and sexual delivery. Yeah. The sexual pressure is on women to make sure the man is satiated, that he's content with you physically because men are quote visual creatures and mm. quote that's what we've been hearing as a matter of fact um the other day my mom sorry mom i'm gonna put you out there girl tells me <laughs> and my cousin my cousin was here my cousin's gained a little bit of weight she's still very pretty obviously uh weight does not define beauty in my opinion but you know not everyone feels that way anyway so she's beautiful but she's gained weight you know she's had kids whatnot so my mom is sitting up here talking about you two better get it together and start losing some weight because you have young, you know, husbands and young boyfriends that are going to start looking elsewhere if you don't get it together. And in my head, I'm just like, what? It's a very old school thinking. Right. And so it's like, but that old school thinking that unfortunately she was taught because she, she's spewing what she learned Mm -hmm. because this is all generational. And so my thing is, at what point does it end? A and B, what that those kind of phrases and words lead to disordered eating behaviors. Yes. And yes. and diet culture. And I have made a and decision. Depression. depression. Absolutely depression. I have made a decision that I'm no longer going to diet. And I don't know what that means for me or what that's going to look like, but I'm done with diets. Because every single time I diet. I am restricting, and the restricting leads to binging. And then the binging leads to restricting. I emotionally eat. Absolutely. Like, it's a thing. Like, you know, whether you lose a job or lose touch with a, with a family member or something. Some kind you, of conflict. Yes, yes. 
you get emotional and instead of you know going out there and insulting people in their face you just kind of like eat your feeling yeah and you're like oh five more pounds but you know what at least at least i didn't have any conflict yes yes but you're right though, and we we turn to food as a source of comfort. We turn to food as, um, you know, a source of celebration. Oh, uh, we just got this promotion. We just got this job. Mm-hmm. Let's celebrate with our friends, etc. Um, just want to make sure. Okay, because my bed makes a lot of noise. <laughs> um, the the listeners know that they're aware of the yeah noisy I know. bed. Okay. <laughs> I'm uh, one of those listeners. Okay. I know. Thank you for tuning in. But um, yeah, so it just, I feel like there's so much emphasis on body mm-hmm. that it destroys our relationship with food and then creates not necessarily an eating disorder, but disordered eating yeah. where you're, you know, you're either counting calories or um, if you're not counting calories, you're binging. And I think that's why I believe that diets lead to all of these maladaptive destructive eating behaviors so i have officially made a decision and i'm putting it i'm putting it out there i'm not dieting anymore i have the weight watchers app and i ain't tracking shit that's right girl i i'm just saying rebel no No, the thing is the thing is it to me out of all the diets i've ever done weight watcher worked for me um why is that why do you feel like it works for you because i get to eat whatever i want right and I don't, I don't have to be like, I can't have chocolate or coffee. That's, that's. We know how you feel about chocolate. I mean, you, you know my look since I'm trying to take my chocolate. You know, she literally <laughs> mean mugged me once when I tried to take her chocolate. I don't even like chocolate like that, but she loves chocolate. <laughs> like that's a thing. No, we went to um to sing karaoke, and I was done with my piece of chocolate cake. And the waitress comes and takes my plate. I just stare at her. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Why did I think I took your chocolate? No. I thought I took your chocolate. <laughs> I love you, but don't ever. <laughs> no. I know I know the limits to my, to our love. I cannot take your chocolate. I am well-versed that so, that is a no-no. So a diet that allows me to have two of the things that I consume most in my life, which is coffee and chocolate, is a winner for me. But... Not necessarily at the moment, because I don't feel like I have the time nor energy to focus on a diet and counting points. I just, I I can't, I can't deal with that right now. And I know that, like, I lost weight and then I gained it again. And I'm like, oh no, I gained weight. But I'm at a point of my life that I'm like, okay, so... So it sounds like what you're saying, um, Joanna, is that the reason the diet was effective is because it gave you the freedom to have the foods you enjoy. Yes. Okay. But But, small portions. But small portions. But the minute you start to restrict, that's what results in the eventual binging. Yeah. Because if you don't allow yourself to have what you want, you're going to binge on it later. And then when you binge on it, it's going to create feelings of shame and embarrassment. and Right. And so what... How are you educating your daughter in terms of, you know, her self-esteem? Like, how are you making sure that she feels beautiful? Because at an early age, it matters, the messages that they receive. So what are you doing to make sure that she feels beautiful in her skin? Every single day in the morning, we do positive morning affirmations. And I make her repeat to me that she is smart, that she is beautiful, that she is good. 
that she loves mommy, daddy, and that she loves herself. So at this, I'm also teaching her to respect her body as I, I showed you today. Um, you teach her about consent too. Yeah. I love that. I'm teaching her like, do not touch my body and no is no. And I put that to the test the other day. I was tickling her, like playing with her and she did not like it. So she goes like, mommy, do not touch my body. No. Mm-hmm. And at some point, many parents are like, what? Don't give me attitude. But no, that is why I'm here. That's what I want her to do. Exactly. I want her to tell me I'm uncomfortable. You're making me feel uncomfortable. No. And that's something that made me proud. I actually apologized to her. I'm like, I'm sorry. And she's like, and I told her I love you. And she's like, I love you. And I'm, you know, that's it. We moved we moved past it. We kept watching. Do you know what, Joanna? I really applaud you because being able to set... Have her set that boundary with you. She's learning how to do it with the people mm-hmm. in the future that could be violating that trust, that could be violating her in any kind of way. And so I'm so proud of you for that because you're allowing her to to be her, to be authentic mm-hmm. and express her concerns. I showed you that today. You were like, what? I was like, what? She's teaching her consent at three years old. I love it. Yeah. I love it. She's starting school, man. And you know... Sometimes someone crosses you and makes you feel uncomfortable. I'm not saying crossing like, oh, my earrings crossing. And, you know, just they they didn't mean to. Maybe they touched you and you didn't feel proper. I mean, I've had, I've had people in the family that give you these weird hugs. They, they, yeah. they, just, they just linger. Yeah, absolutely. It's more than three Mississippis. And you're yeah. You're just like... You're like, um... <laughs> cringy. I'm like, good, though. I'm going to need you to... I used to have Give me that. my personal spice. One of my dad's friends, he used to work with him. And then, like, he would come and he was always telling me, oh, you look nice, you look nice. But he would say you look nice, like, five times. And when he would say hi to me, he would hug me. And one day, his hand went a little too low, like, oh. mid-back. Wow. And after that, every time I saw him, I would just go to my room. And my parents knew I didn't like him. And I was verbal to my mother, like, hey, I don't like the way he hugs me. I don't like the way he is. And my mother just told me, keep going to your room. Like, no one ever confronted him and be like, hey, you make our daughter feel uncomfortable. And that's something else. Mm-hmm. That's something else. Parents tend to ignore especially when you're a teenager they're like mm, she's being dramatic like, right you know? and when you're a girl and you've gone through so much you have gone through so much right I have. when you're raising a daughter you need to teach her all these things absolutely you know that she absolutely. needs to respect herself in order for others to respect her as well she needs to set boundaries that's so proud of you thank you because you know what you're breaking generational curses right now it's it's ending with you you're not going to tell your daughter if she gains a little weight wow you know stop eating you're not going to do these things because you know how harmful these phrases and words are toxic toxic. completely toxic um and you know it's crazy like i'd go to other friends house that have different cultures and this doesn't really happen with my friends like nobody says it nobody they might think it but nobody says it but in cuban culture people in my experience have 
this sense of entitlement, like they get to tell you about your body. Yeah. Like they, somebody gave them a license of permission to tell you I all about go, your body. I don't go to anyone's houses, man, and I don't go and be like, oh, girl, you gained some weight, or hey, so you're still not working, or like, what's up with your man, or nothing, nothing. I go to people's houses, I visit them, hey, what's up, you got some water, because I'm always drinking water, right? you know, and just like we talk about our kids, and we talk about this and that, but dang it, people even go to my house, yeah, and they're like, hey, you gained some weight, or um, like... Melanie, like, is she not talking yet? Like, she should be talking more, right? She's three. And I'm like, she talks just fine. My daughter talks just fine. She's she verbal. talks a lot. She's verbal. She doesn't have anything. Like, she she's starting to read. She's, like, doing the alphabet, the colors, the numbers. She's good. But, you know, people go and they make these observations and they have no filter. Right. And that's something in our culture that it can be towards weight, relationships, um, you know, career-wise, mm-hmm. like school-wise, anything. Um, and that's that's something we just need to like move past. Or- Another thing that I've noticed in our culture is that people really care about el que dirán. Like, what are people going to say? Oh my and God, yes. also, just again, a lot of the responsibility, again, lands on the woman to keep her man when... If, if a man is unfaithful, everyone's looking at like, like the woman. oh, why did she, you know, let herself go? Why did she gain that weight or lose that weight? Or well, why wasn't fault. she sleeping with him enough or whatever? It's like no one ever looks at him and thinks that was wrong. Yeah. Why is that not the focus? Yeah, it's always a woman's fault. And so that's concerning to me, the messages that are being sent. And even me to this day, I feel... Like, it's my responsibility to keep my man happy. And I have to check myself and tell myself, we need to keep each other happy. There's a lot of, like, little toxic comments. Like, I used to... Super toxic. I joke about this comment a lot because at this point, I just find it more as humorous than a toxic one. Um, When you learn how to cook, they (laughs) usually tell you, Ya te puedes casar. Yes. Now you may get married. Like, it's a blessing, a Cuban blessing. You know how to make peace. Go get yourself a man. Go get yourself a husband. Yeah. You can cook now. Yeah. You have graduated. You're an adult. You have a job. But now you know how to cook. That's kind of like toxic positivity. Exactly. Like, they're trying to reinforce that you're doing something. But this is how you get a man. The way to a man's heart is through his stomach yep and us cuban ladies we gotta know like how to please the stomach to please our man that's i just think that's crazy to me so when i make something i've been married with my husband for like seven years today's our anniversary happy anniversary thank you and um every time i learn something new i go to my mother-in-law i can get married now Oh my gosh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I came I came to your house, I made coffee, everybody liked it, and I was like, hey, I can get married now, and your mom was like, yep. <laughs> I do the same thing, I make the same joke. Um, I'll be here, and I've been like cooking more recipes recently, and I'll be like, oh, me puedo casar? And I, I, I've obviously been in a long-term relationship, so, you know, he's with me for a reason. Oh, we have Melanie sleeping right next to us as we talk. 
she made she her. She can nap. sleep through anything. There was like a storm last night. It was windy. I don't know if if I anything remember. happened yeah. here. Mm-hmm. It did. And it was thundering and raining, and this child was like, hmm. just like how she's doing now, like all stretched and all like you guys can't see me, but I'm literally stretching. She's literally <laughs> stretching. <laughs> But yeah, no, man, it sucks because our culture, like Cubans, we have so much pressure since the moment we're born. We do. Like, since the moment we're born, like, I don't know, I don't know, like, um... Have a baby by this age. Get married by it's this a, age. It's a timeline. Yeah. And God forbid you derail. Yeah. They're like, mm, that's not how I would have done if it. If you deviate from that timeline, you're going to hear it. I've already deviated because I'm 34 and have no kids. So everyone's like, oh my gosh, what's happening? Your biological clock is going TikTok. You know, it's not necessarily true. It's not. Because I have someone, she's not a family member, but she's in the family nucleus. And she was trying for babies for years and years and years and nothing. Obviously, it's the woman's fault. Mm. They never said maybe the the sperm is not functioning the way. Yeah, it's no, the no, 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 no. She has fertility it's issues. The, it's her eggs were bad, which not technically the men can also be at fault here. Mm-hmm. She turns forty, gets pregnant. Amazing. Gets pregnant. Amazing. And unfortunately. Um, her her child, you know, was diagnosed with many complications. Oh no! And it turns out that it's her fault for giving birth to a child so late in her. Are years. you kidding me? And I'm just sitting here like, wow! If she didn't have kids, it would be like I can't believe how selfish you are. You don't want kids. Mm-hmm. And if, now that she has a kid. Know, it's your fault for allowing your body to give birth at your age and I'm saying I'm like wow unbelievable wow I mean I'm I'm classified right now as selfish because I'm I'm fine with just one and I'm like you right. know categorized as you need to give her a sibling right so no matter what we do no matter the standards that we set it's never high enough I also want to point out and I'm so glad you brought this up Joanna that People seem to think, because maybe movies have portrayed it this way, or even just our own culture, that you just look at a woman and she gets pregnant. That's not every woman's experience. A lot of women that I know personally have fertility issues and nobody talks about it because there's so much shame surrounding it and it's unfortunate because it's something that should be talked about and there should be compassion toward it because it's not easy to bear a child you know i've never been pregnant but joanna has and she did not have a super smooth ride you know and so i just think it's so unfair that there's so many expectations of oh well what why can't she get pregnant well i thought i could just you know bang you bang 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 and you know you and it doesn't work like that for everyone and for a lot of women it doesn't work like that and that's okay and it doesn't mean that you're defective and i just want to put that out there i mean for the longest time i thought that if a boy touched my stomach you were gonna get pregnant that way oh how sweet and (laughs) because i'm a freak 
freaking virgin mary oh lord jesus <laughs> forgive me i'm sorry <laughs> it's okay it's okay but like we friends here on this podcast that's how they would get me like scared to you know do anything right. um you know if he touches you and you like it you're gonna get pregnant and if you don't like it and if, then but, what but i but i was not told if you didn't like it it was like si te gusta y te toca it's a wrap. Babies. And I used to be like, no, I don't want that. <laughs> I'm good. I'm 13 years old. And I just want to eat my uh, Lunchables and listen to my TRL. Oh, TRL. Oh, my gosh. Those were the good old days. Um, so, Joanna, what would be your advice to your younger self if you had any? As it relates to this particular issue that we're discussing. Man, love yourself. You know... Get naked, look at yourself in the mirror, and just, like, look at the wonderful goddess and mystical creature that you are. Oh. And flaunt it, girl. Like, you know, wear those crop tops. You want to wear sandals? Don't listen to your cousin. You don't have no weird toes. Your toes are fine. You know, like, you like your hair curly? Yes, put your hair curly. Don't straighten it because Britney Spears showed up. With straight hair <laughs> you know like wear that juicy lip gloss honestly i would just tell myself love you love you in every way love you because you're smart you're beautiful and you're kind love it. but i didn't have that so i just grew up like a little shell so that's what i'm trying to teach melanie and i think that's so important because as you teach your daughter these things you're also healing your inner child yeah at the same time how about time. you though what would you tell well, yourself what would i say hmm that's a great question i would say it's okay to say no mm-hmm. and i would say weight doesn't define you it doesn't it doesn't define you there's so much more to you than just your weight and you're so hung up on this one thing when there's so many layers to you that make you so special and so unique nurture that nurture that we have so much to offer though not just our image we have so much absolutely you are right yeah like but just i want to say this really quick like if our family like if our parents um what like are teaching us this right imagine what their parents taught them and their parents before them exactly so we have progressed a very small like amount but like i'm pretty sure that like our parents are nothing like our great 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 grandparents i mean there was a lot going on there Mm-hmm. Like, and now you continue to make that progress. Yeah, and then hopefully our kids will make that progress, and our kids' kids, and you know exactly. That's but. the plan. Thank you so much for being here, Joanna. Mm-hmm. I love having you on the podcast. I hope you come back, and thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And let me know what you think. Drop me some comments, some suggestions, some questions. Drop us some love. Drop us some love. <laughs> let us know what you think. And thank you so much. And everybody be safe out there. COVID's still out there. So keep safe. Bye. Bye.